Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wansley. Welcome to the Del Wansley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wansley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Today, my friends, I'm going to hit the mailbag, but before we do, the first mail that came to me was just someone sending me an article saying, hey, what do you think of this? And quite honestly, I have to say there are some points in life, some things you run into, you go, that's insane. It, it's just literally insane. And this is one of those things that just catches me that way. It's just being crazy as crazy can be. Um, but, you know, there's also the things that I say to people about things and they they hear what I say and they go, well, that's crazy and that can't actually be. And so some stuff in life, you have to see it to believe it, right? So I'm going to read this to you, and we'll cover it, and then we'll come back and try to figure out what the heck's really going on here, because it's pretty interesting. Uh, what's going on is uh, about a week ago, there was a listing on Zillow for a 3,500-square-foot colonial home that was in bad repair for $850,000. Now, the Zillow's comparable market analysis report on the property, pulled up five other properties in the area that sold anywhere from 700000 to $1 million, but this one was recommended it was probably worth somewhere between seven hundred and eight hundred thousand. And the listing specifically said in the listing that the property had $25,000 worth of damage, known damage, and repairs needed to be repaired. Going on from there, it also said this property is sold as is, where is, with no inspections of the property. And you're getting at least one person living in the basement of the property, and maybe more than one. It's believed that there's a mother and a daughter squatter living in the house, and there is no lease for these people. It's not known, are these people related to the people selling the house, or 
did they move in and squat after the people moved out of the house? It's just being disclosed that you're getting people with the house. Think about this. You're buying a house that's listed at a price that's higher than what the other properties similar to it in the area are selling for by at least 50000 bucks. It's comparable market analysis between seven hundred and eight hundred thousand. It's got known twenty-five thousand dollars worth of damage. Pictures of the house show trash in the house. They show broken flower pots outside. They show rotted out windows and rotted out doors that are all going to need to be replaced. And it's as is wears. You can't even inspect it. So who knows what else is wrong with it? And there's somebody living in the basement. Wow. So it reads on here. I just want to see if I can find the sentence said this. Nevertheless, within a week, the house was off the market. Listing agents told Fox affiliate in Washington, D.C. on Thursday that the property received five offers and was under contract for an amount that's a bit above the asking price. The listing real estate agent did not immediately respond to the insider's request for comment. Cash offers only no access to see the lower level, the listing agent said. Home sold as is only, with acknowledgement that the home will convey with a person or persons living in the lower level with no lease in place. Somebody bought this. Sight unseen. Don't know who the heck they've got living down there. Don't know if they have any ownership rights to the house. Don't know if they can be evicted. They might have squatter's rights. They might have ownership rights through squatter's rights. You realize if a person, there's such a thing as squatter's rights. And it's different probably in every state, I would guess. But basically, it works this way. If you live there a certain period of time and pay the taxes on the property, uh, you can claim it. Now, there's different levels of ownership. You can claim that you have squatter's rights, and they can't get, get you out without foreclosing on you. They can cl- you can claim that you own it, and they can't foreclose on you. There's all kinds of different things that work into squatter's rights, and I don't have that presentation prepared for you today. I've done it in the past. But the bottom line is, why would anybody do this? My first thought of this is, it's just insane, just insane. The second thought was, but what does it say about today's society? And I'm not going to say that it says people are insane. I'm going to say people are insane for real estate. Think about how valuable real estate is if you can sell this dog for more than list price, and list price is higher than what the the actual value is. Then you realize why you should be in real estate right now. I mean, my gosh, all cash offer, no inspections, squatters in the building, five offers, one at least above list price. That just boggles your mind, does it not? Now, maybe somebody who bought it knows that if they fix it up, because they didn't really bad repair, maybe they know if they fix it all up, maybe do some additions or modifications to it. Maybe they can renovate it in a way to make it worth that upper-end million-dollar home. But it's only 3,500 square feet. It's not a very large home. I mean, it's large enough, 
but it's not a huge home. It's not something that seems like a million-dollar home unless you're in California. But sure enough, I guess Washington, D.C. is that expensive of an area. But, you know, what can I say? says, listing photos which appeared to be unstaged showed empty bottles, broken bottles, cans in the kitchen, broken plant pot on the deck, exterior siding covered in green mold, and clothes and stained towels in the bathroom. There you go. Do what, do with that what you want to do with it. Because I really don't know what to do with it. The next email is about um, cash value policies. Guy writes me and says, do you know anything about high cash value insurance policies? I've heard from a lot of investors, mainly in real estate, that it's a great place to save your money. Now, that's interesting. I've heard from a lot of people that it's a bad thing to do. So, it's interesting how this guy heard from a lot of people. Is that one, two, three people? Are they all his close friends that are uneducated and unsophisticated? Uh, about this particular product, right? I don't know. He goes on and says, what I've learned from the research and looking on into it, that it has guaranteed interest rates, which it does, currently 6%, only some of them. It isn't like a 401k or Roth. It actually is liquid uh, with major limitations. You can withdraw from it up to your cash value, the money you have put into it, after 21 days. Some of them, it's much longer than that. It depends on which one you get into. Uh, after contributing, and uh, the, it's tax-free. Well, the money put is tax-free because it's your money. Uh, the interest might be tax-free. Or you can choose to get a policy loan up to your cash value, which is better than withdrawing because your money stays in the policy, earning 6% while you have the same amount of cash to go and invest in real estate, except you've got to pay interest into the uh, for the loan. And he's not stating what the interest is on the loan. So they may wipe themselves out. Either way, it may not be that much of a deal. Essentially increasing your total return on your money. I'm working with an agent to design a policy this week, so all the info in the last paragraph is what I've learned, but not yet lived. So he's got it an agent trying to sell him this policy. Let's get that picture clearly in mind. If you know all this already, then awesome. I know it works perfectly if you use it. But if not, I would recommend looking into it because it would help you reach the billionaire status. Now, my friend, this is not going to help anybody reach a billionaire status. This is basically a life insurance policy and a very, very expensive one at that. So we're going to take a short break. When we come back, from the break, then what we'll do is we'll go into the details of these things, and I'll explain to you how they actually work. We'll be right back with the Dell Wombly Radio Show. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time. Del Wamsley. Today we are um, taking emails and uh, we got one today asking about whole life insurance or actually high cash value insurance policies. And um, you know, just to bone up on the policy thing again, because I'd always heard they were bad and I had the reasons why, uh, I went and looked it up. And it's funny, I was looking through different articles about this thing, and every article I read said it was bad. I mean, by almost everybody out there. Even Dave Ramsey had an article talking about how he thought these were a bad investment. So it's funny, that, and I make this point that if you, the email I read earlier, the gentleman who sent it to me said he'd heard from many people this was good stuff. And I just wonder, how can you, first of all, say many? How many is many? And who are these people? That if they, if they don't understand this this much, then how can they be out there giving advice? Because this really isn't a good deal. So what is it, basically? Basically, you can buy life insurance. And you can buy term insurance, or you can buy a whole life policy. And if you buy term insurance, you pay as you go. Now, the beauty of term insurance is, is that you pay a very small amount of money for a very large payout, right? And in that, in that case, um, you get what you pay for. You're getting life insurance in case you need it. If you die, your family gets money, right? The ideal is, is to buy term, take the rest of the money you would have spent on a whole life insurance, and invest it. And the argument by everybody out there Everybody, if you can do way better in almost any other investment, including the stock market and, of course, real estate, than you can by having your money sitting in a savings account, even if the savings account is 6%. Remember, inflation is 8.5% right now. So even if you had it in a 6% savings account, right, you're losing money. So you've got to be in something like capital gain stuff, like when real estate, if right now we're at 8% inflation, real estate's going up by 8.5%. It's inflated. Plus, it's got its cash flow, which pays whatever it is, 5, 6, 8, 10%. This savings account has no inflation protection whatsoever. And it's very, very expensive insurance. It's got the highest cost package out there. In fact, I'll read you just a few statements. The main argument against whole life insurance is its price. Whole life is considerably more expensive than similar term insurance. Another reason to avoid life, whole life, is the commitment if you end up not needing the coverage. So what does that mean? Well, that means that 
you have to pay whole life for the rest of your life to get the cash value of the property. Now, you can take that cash value out early, but if you don't pay the policy, you lose the insurance. But the cash value is that which you put in there anyway. So you're only getting your own money back. And you don't have insurance. It's over. You lose everything. In fact, if you close the policy out, you lose the cash value if you just stop making the payments. So if down the way you want to stop making the payments, you've paid this massive amount of money into this account, and then the insurance is gone. So it's a very ineffective way to buy insurance, and it's a very ineffective way to invest. Why? Because the money you put in there is not all going to savings. A very small portion of the money is going to savings, which is the very small portion you can get back. But all the rest of it is gone. Buying a term policy and investing the difference between it and the whole life policy in mutual funds or traditional investments like real estate would generate a far bigger return. Cash value life insurance also has more fees and charges than any other type of investments, including sales charges, included by the agents, administration fees for maintaining the policy, mortality expense risk charges. In other words, because you may not live the entire term of the insurance policy, they discount the value of what you're paying in to give them a risk. Let me read it here. Upon insurance, the insurance company assumes the insured person will, it assumes the insured person will live a certain age. This charge compensates the insurance company in case the insured person doesn't live as long as he assumes. So in other words, they're insuring in case you die and don't pay your policy. And then cost of insurance. All of these expenses are coming out before you're building up your cash value. Next point, while cash value may seem convenient, your policy will not accumulate it for several years after you buy it. So that guy saying 21 days you can get it is not true. You, not, you cannot get it 21 days from now. Maybe you can get a dollar or two of it, but it builds up in your account over a period of time. From an investment standpoint, this can make the overall rate of return much lower. Next, traditional savings accounts also offer more flexibility. They enable you to start and stop your contribution anytime you want, regardless, and whatever you have contributed still continues to earn interest. So if you don't want to make that payment, on that insurance policy, that high payment on that insurance policy, you don't have to make it. You just don't pay that month on a savings account. It doesn't hurt you. But in this particular case, you stop paying that life insurance payment and you lose everything. You lose the insurance, you lose the cash value, you lose everything. So it's just not worth it. It's a bad investment. And I'm sad for this guy because he's so sold on it. Somebody's gotten a hold of him and you know, but he was at least smart enough to call me or send me an email and ask me my opinion because I took the time to look into it for the guy. I felt sorry the guy's getting taken advantage of by this insurance salesman. And remember, very, very high commissions on these products. Very high commissions. So this guy's getting taken advantage of. But when he says that real estate investors told him to do this, I don't know a real estate investor that would tell you to do this. I couldn't name you one. I got 50,000 clients. Not one of them are in this stuff. I guarantee you. It's just, I don't understand. Again, just like we said about the house, who does this stuff?
for this in this particular case, I understand why he does it. He's been sold. He's been sold a package, and convinced that it works. But obviously, a lot of that convincing has come from the salesman who's telling him how this stuff works. He's mentally preparing him for buying this product. He's helping him get it, set it up, and the whole bit. So again, a little sorry for that. Um, got another one here said, uh, I'm anxious to get started and I'm trying to determine the best option to access funds to participate aggressively in real estate investing using uh, the Lifestyles platform. I'm struggling with deciding on what source I want to access as an investment source. I'm considering either equity in my home, equity in my home, or withdrawing a 401k, right? He goes on later to say that he knows my answer is going to be do both but what he's asking is, which one would you do first? So he's got home equity of about, uh, let's see what we say here. It says balance of the known. It's got home equity, home values 800,000. Notes 172. So let's just say there's about $600,000 worth of value there. And um, well, we'll take a short break and I'll get the rest of the story and we'll be right back and answer the question. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today, we're hitting the mailbag, and uh, we've got an email here where someone's asking me, is it better to take the money out of your home or out of your 401k? And I'm going to answer the question this way. I would take the money out of my home for a couple of reasons as the first one. One, interest rates are on the rise. So if you're going to refinance your house and pull the money out, I'd want to do it sooner than later. Um, secondly, this guy said his interest rate, if he were to refinance, would have to go from 3% up to 4.1, which is unfortunate. Maybe he can look at just getting a home equity loan and pull out the money over his initial mortgage, which is $172,000, and pull out the money from $172,000 up to whatever the maximum we get out. And that gets tagged at 4.1 instead of the whole amount getting tagged at 4.1. Um, third thing to keep in mind about why this is a better idea is because Inflation is now 8.5% as, as this show is being presented today. And if inflation is 8.5, 4.1 in interest means nothing. It means you're borrowing money at $4 at 4%, and it's, uh, you're paying it back with inflated dollars 
at 8%. So the dollars you pay it back with are so watered down that you might as well borrow as much as you can borrow because it's going to be worth nothing. Dollars are going to be worth nothing in the future. So borrow expensive dollars and pay back with cheap dollars has always been the thought process in the business world. The next thing is in the 401k, he can get it out without paying the penalty. He's in his 50s, but there's a way, it's called a quadro, where you pull it out, and he can get it out without paying the penalty. And by the way, if you don't know how to do that, come to our seminar, and we'll teach you how to do that, too, but, or look it up and find out. But there are ways to get the money out of your 401k without paying the 10% penalty, even though you're not 59 and a half or whatever it is you have to be to not pay the penalty. Uh, but he can come back to that, and what I think is important is if he takes the first, what looks to be about $600,000 of equity in the house, and buys something that makes him some money, he then might be able to get enough tax deductions that pulling the 401k money out won't have as much of a burden, or he might even be able to quit his job, and if he quits his job, then his tax burden goes completely away and really brings down the burden of pulling the money out of the 401k. So that's the way I would do it. I'd go with the house first. It's cheaper. It's easier, it's faster uh, than the 401k, and the 401k would be my second choice. But he's right. Ultimately, I'd get it all out of both of them because it's just dead equity sitting there doing nothing. All right, next question. With rising interest rates, if someone bought a multifamily deal today at today's rate, can they still refi two or three years down the line and be able to take out the equity with the new loan despite the rates going up? And the answer is... Maybe, and maybe not. Why? Well, let's just look at a hypothetical, a bad hypothetical, okay? Let's say you go in there right now, and you can only borrow up to a debt coverage ratio of about 125%. So you have to make 125% more than what the mortgage payments are. So let's say you're borrowing off of, you're doing a million dollar deal, and you're borrowing right now, let's say they'll lend you. because that's underneath your debt coverage ratio at a low three, three and a half percent interest rate you got in last year. I think now it's about four, 4.1 or whatever. And interest rates go up like they've been predicted to go up. They go up another two points. Now they're at 6%. And you get down the line, two or three years down the line, where you want to refi and pull your money back out, and you find that your debt coverage ratio is too low. And you can't pull out enough to get your equity out of the deal. They might let you refinance your loan up to a higher interest rate, which is really benevolent of them, right? I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't refinance up to a higher interest rate unless I had to. Uh, But they're not going to let you pull any capital out. So with rising interest rates, it's very, I wouldn't say dangerous, but I would say very risky that you may not be able to refinance your money back out of a deal in two to three years. just depends on how long this inflation goes. Because as long as the inflation continues, the Fed is going to raise the interest rates. That's all there is to it. They're just going to keep going up and up and up and up. Now, I've lived through it, and I remember in the Jimmy Carter years where they got the interest rates up to 12%. Literally, you bought a home. The first couple of houses I bought, the interest rates were 12%. And what happens is it just fries price values. It just fries the values, brings them down, because you can't sell anything. If you sell it too expensive, no one can afford to finance it. And then stuff gets bought, paid for cash by people who can get the money, and so cash becomes king, and they end up getting all the good deals.
So it really is risky at this time to believe that you're going to buy something two, two, three years from now, refinance it back out again. Uh, Now, on the other hand, this is a country where things change rapidly, right? So let's say the midterms, they vote in all Republican senators and all Republican congressmen. And they just eliminate Joe Biden's ability to do anything, and they start putting together things and forcing Biden to do things he doesn't want to do. Uh, I heard the other day that Biden wants to run for president again. I, I don't think he's going to be able to run to the bathroom by, by the time he gets through these these four years. But it's a point where I have to make, and I've always felt this way, is you just don't know what's going to happen in the U.S. It just Things can change radically fast because it is a constitutional situation where you can vote in people and vote out people. And if you do that and there's a large enough swing in that vote, they can get in there and change all kinds of laws, make all kinds of things easy for you to do, change all kinds of uh, Fed approaches. I mean, really. And then, of course, hey, I'm not trying to be morbid here. Let's just say, how crazy could something be? Could Joe Biden die or not die, go into full Alzheimer's? Then what happens? Is Kamala Harris going to run the country? I think you all know what that would be like. And you see, then you just don't know. The whole world could be shook up, died down. Of course, we could get into a giant war. I see right now Biden is trying to get us into war. He wants to get into the war. He's got all of his people out there talking right now to you about, you better start hating these Russians bad enough that we're willing to go take them out because of genocide and this and that and this and that and this and that. There's genocide all over the world right now, people. Africa, other places, China, all kinds of genocide everywhere. Why do they want to get you mad? Because they want to take your attention away from what the Democrats have done as far as their policies, as far as crime, the border, inflation, Afghanistan. They want to take your attention away from that. And what gets people's attention away? A good war. Nothing is better for a president than a good war, to be a wartime president. That man is the, that's the creme de la creme de la creme. So he's trying to get us into a war. That which just a few months ago he said he would never do. But how many other things have you seen Biden say he would never do? That he w- went ahead and did. In fact, now he's even talking about opening up some of the oil uh, drilling in public uh, land now. So he's going to be forced to do some things and make some changes. But lo and behold, my point is, these are turbulent times. And I heard somebody say today, it was interesting, I was listening to somebody else's article, and they're saying, you don't want your money sitting in cash, uh, you don't want your money sitting in savings, and you don't want to loan people money. Why do you not want to loan people money? Because it's going to be worthless when you get it back. You don't want it sitting in cash, because that's basically lending it to the bank, and it's going to be worthless. In other words, if inflation's eight and a half, and the bank's paying you a half a percent, you're losing 8% of your money every single year. And there's some logic to that, okay? But you could see that this guy was poised to sell you something. I don't know what he's selling. Uh, I really don't know what it was he was selling. I didn't look into who he was specifically. I just listened to somebody sent the article to me. 
and I listened to the podcast, or it was a video, YouTube video, and I could tell that the guy is telling you do something because he's afraid. He's probably a real estate broker or something, and he's saying you don't want your money just sitting there. You got to do something. He might be, you know, a stockbroker. Who knows what he is? But he wants you to do something with your money, as opposed to sit on your money. And he specifically made this point: you don't want to sit on your money as if you're waiting for there to be a crash, so you could come in and clean up, and take a, you know, make a killing. Well. I have talked about this before in the past, and I would selectively disagree. I always weight myself on about 80% of what I have left over each year to invest and 20% to spend for fun. Um, And of the 80% I invest, I save it until I invest it. When we come back, we want to talk about what we should be doing now. We'll be right back with the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Welcome back. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today, we've been hitting the mailbag, and as we uh, left out of the last segment, I was talking about a question of whether or not rising interest rates makes a difference in the way you approach your investments, and it absolutely does. And I was talking about a guy that did a podcast that said that uh, you should be out there investing your money, every penny of it, because the interest rates are going up, so that the dollar's going to become coming back and be worthless. Um, that inflation's so high that whatever money you have saved is just deflating in value um, and losing its buying power. And all of that is correct, except for one point which he ends up making, which is you shouldn't just hold on to your money thinking there's going to be a recession and values are going to go down and you're going to be able to make a killing. I have started thinking about that, and I've changed my position a little bit. Last year, I bought seven pieces of real estate and started three real estate sales companies. This year, I've bought two pieces of real estate so far, and we're starting another two real estate companies. Difference, though, is that I'm hanging on to more of my cash. And you say, well, why is that? Well, because I'm thinking there's going to be some lowering of costs as far as assets go. You're going to be able to buy some assets cheaper. Now, I've argued against this because every person I know out there that's an economist is arguing against it. That doesn't mean I don't succumb to the argument, though, that there may be a recession. And so, what I'm doing is I'm continuing to buy dollar cost, averaging myself into whatever is going to happen in the future here, but not as fast because things are not going the way I want them to go. The government's not run the way I want it to be run. We're looking at possibly getting into a war I don't want to be in. And so I'm thinking, hmm, let's wait. Because the Democrats' policies have already destroyed this country in just two years, year and a half, whatever he's been in there. And uh, you give them another two years, who knows what they can do. And uh, we all be the benefactors of that that have money. And if all you guys spend all your money, you don't have any money and they destroy everything, you won't have the money to buy at the bottom. And that's why I say the guy's probably only half right. This next one says, I'm 25 years old. I'm a future real estate investor out of Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, I've taken the two-day. I'm saving up to get into a deal. I currently have $27,000. I'm saving around $1,250 a month on a $55,000 salary. It's very good. With a rapid rise in inflation and home values, I'm concerned that I will be priced out of the deal before I even have enough money to purchase one. I'm determined to get into the real estate, but I'm nervous about finding a property with the 
intense competition and inability to overbid for a property it seems needs to be done. Is there a value concern? Is this a valid concern? What advice do you have for someone like me, a young person who has relatively little capital to get started? P.S. Also, I just wanted to say thank you so much for all you've done. My dad just got his first check from a multifamily deal, and the level to which it's affected our family can't be expressed. We are now setting our family up for generational wealth, and I can't tell you how much it means to us to have confidence going down this road. Thanks to Lifestyles, we wish you all the best. Well, the situation is, is at $27,000, you should be very close to being able to buy a piece of real estate. You're going to need to use a hard money lender, though, and you're going to need to have them work with you on buying something that's inexpensive, do the rehab, and then refinance it out. And all that said, you should be able to get down to a down payment uh, around $25,000. You know, a couple of years ago, we were buying with hard money lenders properties, nothing down, but they've gotten so expensive now. Even with the hard money lenders, we've got to put in ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five thousand dollars. So David Fisher, and that's who you took your class from, is telling people, you know, you need twenty-five to thirty thousand dollars to do a deal. You got twenty-seven. I think you need to start looking into it. To be honest with you, I think you're ready to go. And if not, twelve fifty a month is not going to take long. As far as it getting out of hand, it's just going to keep going up forever. So don't worry about it. You're chasing. It's like a dog chasing a car down the street. If it ever caught it, it wouldn't know what to do with it afterwards. So just keep chasing it, saving that money, and get out there and get going. Good job. Let's see what the next one says here. It says, uh, this one says, Mr. Wombsley, I've been listening to you on the radio for some time now. And I hear about your investments in multifamily real estate, and my wife and I are looking into, looking to start getting started. We have locations in mind, but not sure who we should reach out to first. What would be the best way to start? Sir, um, I guess this guy's name is Robert. Robert, you need to get started in our course. Just the way you ask the question is so open-ended, so undirected, it leads me to believe you have no idea what you're doing. You're listening to me on the radio, you're getting to say, hey, that's a good idea, but my radio show is not an educational program in the degree that you need specific information to go out and do this stuff. So you really need to get started. You can get into our membership very inexpensively. We have specials all the time. Just go online to Lifestyles Unlimited. Get in contact with them. Tell them you know you want you want to learn how to do this and at least take the entry level membership. Uh, and get started so you have at least the idea of what are the right questions to ask. Because from this question right here, I'm afraid for you that you're going to go out there and get wiped out. You, This question is so unspecific that, you know, what is the first thing I should do? It's just so unspecific, it shows that you're trying to, about ready to make a very, very, very big mistake to go out and do this stuff without education. It's not just the money, it's the lifestyle. Here's Dell Wamsley. Four different times in my life, a truck hit me, I fell down, they thought I was dead, they took me to the hospital, they took all the pieces, taped them back on again and threw me back out there and I go, wow, okay, I'm back again. And then boom, another truck hit me. I've had staph, I've had cancer, I almost died of a ruptured appendix, you name it, I've had it go wrong with me. Terrible diabetes, all kinds of structural, physical injuries. This all started happening right when I turned 50. And from 50 to 60, this 10 years has just been murder. I can't imagine what 60 to 70 will be like if I even survive. But to have gone through this and to say, wow, 
I'm so happy to say that in age 27, 28, 29, I decided that I better get something going. And so two and a half years after I started investing in real estate, at 34 years of age, I was able to retire. Remember this, life goes on. Life is a journey, it's not a destination. And we're not doing it to create a pile of money. We're doing it to create an incredible, unbelievable quality of lifestyle. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.